7.36, Tuesday, 1st of September, 1st of spring. Um, I, I recorded three podcasts since last Friday, including one earlier on, and I've um, reflected on two of the three of those, not the most recent one that I recorded about an hour ago. And <clears throat> I think I mentioned previously that if you don't, um, you know, reflect on them and edit them and post them straight away, then you kind of lost the moment. You lost that mood. You lost that swing, that thing that you were, uh, the yeah, that zone that you're in at that time. So let me say a uh, big warm welcome to everyone that's listening from uh, the United States and, you know, I hope you know, things can improve over there and, you know, the insanity you know is um, you know, sorted out sometime soon over there because what goes on in America does affect the rest of the world you know, really uh, in more ways than I think a lot of us knowledge um, so yeah, hello to all of the listeners in America um, and around Australia and of course my beautiful family and friends in the Philippines uh, the Irish listeners the 3% and the 1% uh, German listeners which I you know I hope to uh build on those um, the listening audience globally and I've invited a few interesting people uh, to come along and um, contribute uh, some subject matters, some topics of interest add some value to my uh, podcasting episodes very soon so I thought um, while I was just thanking everybody who'd wished me a happy birthday today and I have to mention a couple other birthdays also uh, my granddaughter who's two, Billy, gorgeous, beautiful little soul. I think another mate, a mate of mine's daughter's might be her birthday today or is it his? Um, yeah, okay. Shannon, hey, some, for some reason, someone there's having a birthday. Um, who else is having a birthday today? There's a couple, and I've missed a few over the last month, you know, because I was uh, in Facebook jail, and I let the post, comment, like, share, because um, I was outspoken about a, a few uh, topics that, you know, we're dealing with still even uh, I've shared the views of lateral objective uh, outside the box uh, alternative views that don't fit the, uh, the popular narrative or the narrative that uh, everyone thinks we should adopt um, so yeah I missed commenting and 
supporting a few people that way. Um, and, you know, and after a couple of weeks of that, I just, you know, was doing other things. So I missed a few and I apologise. Well, some people I did, you know, personal message or whatever, text, and we've managed to, you know, greet them on their birthday or whatever the occasion was so all said and done uh, I thought I might like, just hit on the topic of um, music festivals and not where they are right now because obviously there's nothing happening there because of the COVID you know and, um, not allowing cr- crowds to congregate or, or mass you know in great numbers um so, um, my experience, uh, having worked, provided that service uh, on a number of occasions, and what we witnessed, um, you know, quite an experience, and I, I think I touched on it earlier in a, an episode to, to do with my sporting experiences and Elaborate at any great length or depth on uh, those um, experiences because I was kind of just touching on a, a little bit of everything that I've done, <clears throat> which um, wasn't complete either because there are so many things. Could be episode after episode. Um, so the whole. Uh, festival, music festival thing I thought would be quite an interesting topic and I don't think I'm going to complete it all um, in this one recording, this one episode because I could be interrupted anytime soon, like I said it's my birthday and um, my, my wife's uh, still resting prior to uh, having to, to work and um yeah, so yeah, I'm not going to have a great amount of time to sit here and um, delve into that too deeply. But the whole music festival thing—oh, I guess it all started. I think maybe 2013 or 2014, and I did, I think, four of them consecutively. I think. Um, well, 2019 was. I think what was it 2020? Yeah, 20, I think yeah, last year. Yeah, they went break. Yeah. Oh, and then um, this particular one, and uh, you know, um, costs. You know, I think just growing too quickly. You know, a like combination of that and extra uh, um, you know uh, resources that they had to um, you know employ or engage uh, provide extra services um, you know primarily I think it was a police matter was one of those situations where things were starting to 
you know, but was becoming, um, let's say, uh, it was only a matter of time before something bad, very bad, was going to happen there. And, you know, whoever's listening or may listen that experienced uh, uh, maybe not this particular festival because it was kind of alternative, but other music festivals. And I've been to a couple as a as a reveler or a punter or a whatever you want to refer to it as. So I've seen the other side of it as well. But, um, yeah, the, I haven't done them the, the four consecutive years and seeing you know what I, I, I've seen and the experiences that uh, myself and the people that worked alongside me you know like it was uh, I mean the overall experience was just incredible really, you know, going on having silent discos and camping and, you know, so there was a whole lot of stuff happening and they were, everyone was pretty laid back, uh, so I can't, um, you know, in terms of uh, violence and things like that, it was very, uh, you know, not even for mention really um, but when we're talking about uh, you know the alcohol and drug side of it you know uh, things you know very quickly uh, you know could deteriorate you know at any time during the course of the event I mean but usually late you know like because uh, that, that I mean the festival went for like probably 10 between 10 to 12 hours before you know everyone sort of like moved on either back to the camp or had left altogether so it kind of just gives you too long for people to get into mischief you know that's a long day and I guess that if I had to sit down with the people, and I off, always offered my, um, made myself available for that to occur at the end of every, uh, you know, festival that I uh, provided that service to, um, and it was never taken up. You know, uh, sometimes I would just write my thoughts in an email. Um, but, you know, I offered every time to uh, be part of that process and help make it uh, better for uh, the next time. You know, not knowing whether it was going to be a part of it next time or not either. Um, but, uh, you know... Uh, I think one one year um, was a bit 
ordinary and then the following year wasn't quite so bad and then the following year was a bit ordinary and then the following year wasn't quite so bad but there's always that risk uh, you know and we're talking about uh, you know um, uh, a situation or an environment where uh, anything can happen and it's been closely monitored by police and there was security and there was people going around taking stats hourly maybe you know um, you know uh, how many people had we seen you know with injuries or were drug or alcohol related and um, you know so um, oh gee where do I start it's quite messy a bit like the whole festival scene I mean there's people being ejected before they even got you know to um, you know the, the entry you know that little people and the, you know the, there were sniffer dogs there and um, you know and at different times we've had uh, doctors GPs there stay for the duration but they'd spent some time there uh, some were party goers and uh, there was one that was uh, a friend of a friend of uh, some of the people that were working um, on the project at the event um, which was a good experience um, you know working alongside um, you know, doctors and not other people uh, so I guess yeah, I'm trying to be careful how um, I explain certain things and I guess as I record more of these and I will I'll share more um, I remember the you know when because uh, yeah, we've all heard of deaths that go on and these because of uh, the illicit drug taking and the overdosing um, and uh, you know I've been approached I was approached by police you know during the event giving me a business card saying you know we'd like to talk to you you know because I did anything wrong, but they were just, I guess, wanting uh, other information about, you know, what we were experiencing and how they might um, use that to, I don't know, try and improve, you know, <laughs> the event, which I doubt that was what was on their um, agenda or at the top of their list probably you know, trying to close it down because you know, they cause a lot of um, unnecessary you know suffering and and pain I mean they generate a lot of money they're, they're, they're a great uh, you know for a pump of money into the local economy but the you know the risk and the mess um, involved with you know what goes on in there. I think they far outweigh any uh, you know financial gain 
uh, to the community. Um, so, you know, oh, yeah, I don't know where I start from. I mean, we, I did a very small one uh, in the very beginning with a, with a, with a mate and um, it was just him and I and there, was, there wasn't that many people there. It was less than 2,000. And, um, you know, one guy, uh, well, we didn't see a great deal of people uh, that had, you know, um, I guess miscalculated uh, what they were putting into their bodies, into their system. Um, one does stand out and, you know, we... Um, he came to us or we were brought to him and um, we had him in the recovery position because he wasn't really with us and you know, the ambulance was called straight away no messing around with that but trying to get information out of um, the people that were a company uh, you know the individual and, uh, they weren't you know, giving it up and it's like dies and you know there could be uh, ramifications for you so I told us you know that it, uh, a few um, pills were taken because you know, one uh, they obviously experienced uh, and I'll, get, I'll when I say talk about experience uh, uh, festival goers um, that's not a, a, a bragging term that's just like there's people that you know been because they've been around a while. And there's people that know um, what they what their system can take, and I guess also, but when you're dealing with um, you know these party drugs, you uh, even a reliable source that we're uh, you know obtaining them from uh, could still pass off something that you know isn't what it's supposed to be so it's just it's a, it's a risk constantly it's just always a risk so to be somebody that uh, hasn't participated regularly and to be taking a pill and within half an hour there was no effect so they took another one still nothing so then they took another one and I think they ended up taking four or five you know in the space of an hour and next thing you know they're on the ground in the recovery position and we send them away in an ambulance and I think five or six hours later, they came, they're back through the gate. Coming up and thanking us for, you know, what we did. And I was just scratching my head. I'm like, well, what's he even, he or she, even doing here? What, what are they doing here? Are they, why weren't, you know, the details taken and that's like, okay, that's it, off you go. Needless to say, that particular event didn't take place again um, 
yeah, it was a one-off. It didn't happen again, that one. Uh, yeah, so that was like my first experience. I think it was 2013 or 2014. And then a few weeks later, we did another one. Probably about, around about the same people. Probably about 2,000 people. And um, that, you know, like, they're all pretty much similar, what goes on. I, I just guess, uh, you know, while every uh, precaution is taken to... Uh, to reduce the risk of anything fatal happening. Let's make, you know, take that, make it as, uh, you know, go for the top straight away because basically that's what we're looking at. Uh, well, apologies, a couple of people were just a little bit out of it today. Oh, no, no, this person, you know, but, and you saw a lot of it. it was, people turned up and they didn't even enjoy themselves. They, we, they just sat in this area with us and we just monitored them. But, I mean, if it was, if their vitals and things like that weren't, uh, you know, where they needed to be, then it was like ambulance, hospital, let's go straight away. They must messing around. So, you know, while every precaution was taken based on, you know, what um, what was, I guess, um, expected or required of them uh, by uh, local, um, uh, the authorities. Um, sometimes it just wasn't enough and I guess you're learning from that experience for the next one was going to be uh, facilitated then you know you would improve on that and work hard to reduce the likelihood of anything catastrophic taking place so you would think you would invite the first aid people in and, you know, have a, a sit around and have a debrief and reflect and, you know, get some um, information and feedback to uh, improve on the next, um, um, you know, occasion. But that never happened. So, um, you know, that was always concerning. But we would... Um, you know we would work on that from our end okay so um, you know and we'd have I'd have to present to the St John Ambulance you know I'd have felt, I would have to fill out all of these documents and um, do a risk assessment and do a surge plan um, you know so I kind of uh, was familiar with risk assessment stuff because at TAFE that was kind of my thing. Um, I think I did a, uh, I did some documents on a commercial gym that we had and there was a, 
an audit, uh, external audit that took place and my documents got a special mention. So that was good feedback and then I was given the, or asked if I'd be interested in um, updating the, uh, the massive, the massive uh, document for, uh, you know, risk assessment and all that work health and safety within the um, section that I worked which was massage sport and fitness which I did there was an electronic copy of it luckily so I didn't have to rewrite the whole thing it took me a while to find that because there was a particular person that said that they weren't sure where it was but according to another person they did but they just were being a little bit difficult so anyway I got hold of that and I updated it I think there wasn't many hours offered to do it but I did it really for the experience I think I got paid maybe 10 or 20 hours or something but it was a it was quite a big undertaking so anyway um, yeah so I, I had a bit of experience and health and safety and risk assessment stuff and whatnot and so you know um, what I provided to the, the festival organisers uh, and uh, the, um, the other uh, organisations that were uh, needed that so that they could uh, tick the box uh, yeah so and each year you know I had to adjust it and improve on it uh, which I did but it never at any time was I invited in by the organisers to offer feedback or ideas and brainstorm whatever um, you know to make a to provide you know a better environment for the next one so I always say that we need an extra one or two people and we need you know this here and that there and whatnot. So anyway, and I, I did mention in a previous episode that I wasn't going to talk about negatives or that, but this I, I wouldn't call this a negative. This is just you know festivals are great and they can be, and all this debate about oh you know pill testing and all that stuff. You know it's just it's saying yeah okay it's fine yeah come come to the festival yeah bring your drugs take them and um you know we'll test them and that but uh, it's okay come and uh you know just i just i I can't get my head around it what because i'm not a professor or an expert in illicit drug taking or you know i haven't worked in an emergency room and pumped people's stomachs and what, what am, I, is, am I missing something? Like, it's a music festival. You come, have a few beers, you know, you might smoke a bit of weed or something, you know, before or sneak one in there. But when we're talking about people taking horse tranquilizers, I mean, this was the drug of choice. Uh, I'm not, I can't just say it one uh, particular but you know there was one 
where on when do you wake up in the morning and go, oh my god, all those tranquilizers today. What why is that a th- even a thing? You know, like it's just crazy. It, anyway, music festivals, right? Back in the day, um, yeah, you'd have a few beers and like you know, smoke a bit of weed. Um, you know, I think there was people out there that were maybe having a little bit of uh, speed or goey, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, um, but otherwise, it was just other uh, byproducts of pot, a bit of hash. Oh, I might have been the old person taking a bit of acid, but it wasn't just like how it is now and how it's kind of been over the last, oh, really um, escalated, though, uh, you know, in recent years, but I guess what, maybe 25, 26, 27 years, I remember when party pill thing started to kick in, I was like probably about, I don't know, 22, 23, so probably about 30 years ago, um, so I've been around a while, but like there's that many different variations and that going on now, it's just out of hands, and you know, these music festivals are literally a place, um, you know, that where things like that can into a major tragedy right I mean I could share with you you know there was a time where, where you know I probably was looking at you know close to a dozen people that were you know uh, not traveling so well and then there was probably another half a dozen that were just sent off straight away in ambulances that's just crazy, you know. And then, um, oh, you know, like, it's just not. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's really hard to get your head around when you know um, the, the attitude and the mindset of oh, I need to take these pills to really enjoy the music and instead of just you know, have a couple of you know, alcoholic beverages and maybe smoke a bit of weed and you know, chill out I'm not saying everybody there either was, was, on, was on the gear as it's referred to I guess but um, you know uh, you're seeing more people than comfortable with and really um, under I mean it wouldn't matter if you had 30 people there providing that first aid service there it wouldn't matter you know you just you you know the the pills there might have been a bad batch or there was people taking too many um 
know, that didn't agree with them, even if they just had one, you, you know, like, it didn't, wouldn't matter, you know, like, preserving life um, was, you know, uh, was just a fine line, you know, so, it, um, and I did say that, it wouldn't matter, you know, because I, I, we, we're always understa- understaffed, like, I always are, you know, I'm not trying to make extra money by saying I oh, wouldn't need another two or three people, but that was just what I thought, you know, like a couple of people constantly roaming the festival because there were areas there where it was dark and dim, and as time went, there were people that could have been laying in those dark air corners and areas that nobody even knew they were there, and they were, you know, so and they weren't very well lit. Um, you know, and I brought that to their attention. Not that I was invited in, but I think I might have sent that in an email. Well, when I was presenting my case to them uh, about why I thought we needed <clears throat> a couple of extra people performing other roles and tasks there. So, you know, there were so many different um, variables and uncontrollables things where I was just trying to um, cover, you know, the different risks that were, uh, you know, pre- yeah, presenting themselves, you know, on each occasion there'd be something that we could improve on, so... But I did say it wouldn't matter whether if we had six here, if we had thirty year, you know, like if they're taking too much, uh, off they go, you know, like it's straight to the hospital, and then that's no guarantee that they're gonna, um, you know, survive there either. So what do you do? Um, I mean, where am I going with this? How do you make it a a safe environment where people um, are just going to turn up and and not bother with the drugs. It, it, it's not going to happen because that's just how it is. It's just what they do. Um, you know, I mean, I'll get into some of the fun stuff, I guess, in the next episode. But, but very, uh, you know. very hard to uh, be you know excited about um, the music festival when you're seeing the things that, that, that we've seen there and I haven't even touched the surface yet like really um, so for me uh, I just think that they need to be shorter um, I, and I guess that's just one uh, adjustment that could be made um, to help reduce uh, the risk of something catastrophic happening and you don't you don't even want it to get the catastrophic though so you know when 10 12 hour thing and then overnight or you know then there's a, a post party or a pre-party um and, and an overnight thrown in between 
or they start camping Friday afternoon and then, um, you know, Saturday from about 10 or 11 o'clock, the main festival kicks off and then it's finished by about 10, 30, 11 o'clock and by the time you get everyone out of there, it's like midnight and then there might be a post-party after it back in the campground um, where there's a setup. So it's just like uh, it's on flowing thing where there's no rest. It's just generating, you know, like people just topping up as well. So they might have been going all day and then you know, come the afternoon. So they're not rest. There's no rest. Um, but they just, yeah, too long. They go for too long. And the, the, the opportunity there to... Um, you know, to overdose or, you know, people aren't drinking and eating properly. So there's all these other things going on. Um, so, yeah, uh, I just, and, and I mean, yeah, okay. And there'll be people that will say, oh, well, if you're only going to make it four or five hour events, you know, or less, well, they'll just rip into it. In the, and yeah, and they, yeah, that's right. They probably will, and we and we could see a spike. We could see, you know, things going wrong very quickly. You know, but I mean, I'm, like I said, that's just one uh, strategy or one adjustment I felt that could be made to, um, you know, reduce the, the likelihood of of, of things uh, going out of control and again you know it's a money making thing and uh, you know people um, you know particularly uh, the, the the artists performing you know are coming from you know a fair distance they're not going to you know drive four or five hours some of them just for a half hour set you know in a, in a five hour show um, which I think you know that's something you get anyway um, you know but uh, you know, and DJs and whatnot. but you know uh, I think I, I just really honestly think that the, the longer they go the, you know the bigger the risk so uh, I think I might add some other points for discussion of, uh, for thought on where other adjustments could be made to improve um, you know or reduce the, the risk so for now uh, yeah stay tuned to this one because this this will get interesting like really I mean <laughs> You know, what's done is done. You know, if somebody's listening and they go, well, why did you, you know, let that happen? Well, my job there was to, um, you know, just to monitor, uh, you know, keep people, um, well, I wouldn't say keep people safe, but deal with the situation if it occurred. And, you know, I wasn't employed there to help people avoid situation 
I was there to clean up if um, something occurred, really. So, you know, well, um, and I don't like lose sleep over that because that that's, you know, other organisations that provide this service, uh, you know, whatever level they're at, um, you know, uh, would have similar thoughts, I guess, and some of them just like, oh, take the money and that's it. But, like, yeah, I started to struggle with it. Conscience, you know, not so much we're talking about morals, but more probably values and, and ethics, you know, integrity. Um, yeah, um, and there's some, uh, some uh, states, uh, councils, cities that have a big document of criteria. That has to be met by the people providing or uh, facilitating these festivals. Uh, one that I picked up online from Western Australia was quite, um, you know, uh, what's the word? It was quite uh, demanding. It was, uh, yeah, so, um, and I've got that somewhere on a USB or in the laptop saved because I, I was going to uh, write my own up and, um, you know, present that. Um, pretty full on, actually, it was, and I think that's where it needs to be if you want to uh, uh, be an event organiser, um, you know, all things considered, uh, you know, what's it worth, you know. So... Everyone can still have a good time and enjoy the music and the company of their friends and that environment without people having to die. Okay, I'll leave it at that for now. I'll do another one of those soon. Uh, enjoy the rest of your evening and um, yeah, welcome spring. Good night. today um, I have an, another job to do previously and um, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to re- record one because I've knocked a few out the last couple of days and published them but yeah, <clears throat> I think I might continue on with uh, the sports first aid jobs or just you know providing that service but what prompted me to a recorder a podcast was I'm driving to work and there's a a road that goes on to you know a, a bigger road and it's it used to be there's been a few accidents along there um, and this is a road from the northern end of the central coast that get, goes on to joins the uh, the main Highway or M1, they're calling it, to to Sydney, you know, heading south. Anyway, there was they changed the 
the speed through there a few times and added a few um, barriers, you know, to stop people from turning right and left and just to make that black spot, you could call it, a bit safer. So, and I'm doing the speed limit. It's like it's, it's 80 through there. But, you know, without, uh, uh, I mean, making it sound like you know, I'm breaking the law, sometimes you can do about 10 over, right? And it's so, it's very common. And you'll often see law enforcement, they just watch you go by because it's not worth anything to them. You know, it's a ticket really, unless you're a P plater or an L plater and you're doing the wrong thing, but really. And I'm talking, you know, about years that this has kind of been an un, unsaid thing, but, I, you know, I've, you know, I'm just sharing what I've seen and what I've experienced. This isn't what I've heard or what I've read, right? So I'm going through there and I'm just doing 80 and I've got these clowns, because that's what we call people that, oh, it's just... You know, it's quarter past five in the morning. I've left a little bit later, but this client wanted me to arrive a little bit later. But I actually wanted to leave a little bit earlier to avoid some of the, the traffic. You know, it gets a bit peak hourish any time after 4.30, 5 o'clock. So I wanted to leave right at, at four which would see me get there before six. But, you know, um, the client uh, requested, you know, if I could get there a bit later. But I have, have another job that I need to start at 10 a.m. So I need to be back in that area by, you know, just before that. So it's okay, but I just wanted to avoid the traffic. So anyway, I, I'm not in a rush. So I'm just cruising along, and you know, the area says 80. And it used to be 100 through there, but I've got these clowns sitting right behind me, like right up my backside. So I, I kind of might push it to 90. I might, let's say I might. And they're still right up my backside. So it turns it from 80 to 100. So I'm, I'm doing 100. And these clowns are still up my backside. I'm doing 100. So I might go to 110, still up my backside. So we get from the 100 to the 110 onto the freeway. Then they just, you know, blast off. I mean, I'm doing 110 now. I'm on the freeway or M1. But it's just, we're in a hurry to go. You know, like life goes that quick. Really, just, uh, it's a bit of a, a rant, I guess you could say. Uh, and I would say uh, the older you get, the more, uh, I mean, yeah, you're right, your testosterone levels reduce as a male, right? I'm just talking about males at the moment, right? Because I'm referring to me, myself. So, you know, it's not, uh, you know, your aggression, you know, on the road or wherever becomes less of a, an issue 
but for me really um, it's it's just about that you know that mutual respect on the road that little bit just being courteous and, and having empathy you know and, and acceptance understanding but Australia we've got to be you know some of the worst drivers in the world right? you know, yeah debatable you know a point for discussion but really I'm, you know and that's not all the drivers alright so let's not get confused whenever I'm making a statement or you know, highlighting a you know a point uh, people you know oh you're, you're labelling everyone and you're, you're categorising everyone or stereotyping it. No, I'm not. Right? But we are some of the worst. We've got to be some of the worst drivers in the world. I've mentioned in a previous podcast, I've spent time in the Philippines and I haven't been to any other countries around the world. Oh, I have. Um, I've been to Kuala Lumpur, you know, but I, I never ventured out into the streets, although I could have. I had two big, I've had two big stopovers there, um, but uh, in the Philippines, five times the people, um, yeah, they have like road accidents and there's, you know, but to me, everyone seems to be a lunatic driver there, right? That isn't, a, but I'm not being disrespectful, but everyone seems to be. Um, you know, in a hurry, or they want to be in front. But there's respect, and they communicate well on the road by using their horn. It works. It's like a bloody ant's nest or a maze, of, you know, of craziness in all directions. Is you know, not the type of road uh, lot, but you know, the the things that we have to keep us. Uh, you know, under control, you could say, with the lines and the reflectors and the barriers and the lights and the signs. And, you know, that's why I like the Philippines so much because there's a little bit of freedom there. Um, whatever you want to call it, third world. But, you know, the place is a beautiful place. And there's respect there and it just works. The, the system works, you know. And uh, I was amazed. But here in Australia, what is it? You know, it's just something inside the head, mate. Anyway, that's my rant. And I'm sure that I'm going to experience a bit more of it this morning on my way, as I do every day. Every day, I could make a podcast about, you know, that. About highlighting the, the insanity that goes on. Here's a guy just going past me now. In a white SSU with, with, a, with a caged trailer, I'm doing 110, he's just flown past. Up the inside lane, the, the slow lane. Oh. So, you know, like, where are you in a hurry to go at 20 past five in the morning? If you're, you're on your way to work and you're running late, you've slept in, whatever. Yeah, slow down, take your time. Like you'll get there, you're still going to get there, but there's a better chance that you're going to get there in a better state. 
you know, or that you're not going to cause somebody else to have anxiety or uh, a moment, you know, or, uh, you know, put somebody else off, cause an accident. Slow down, dopes. All right, that'll do. That little rant. So, good morning, Australia, America. America. God bless America. That's my very poor um, effort of Jimmy Stewart, who used to, was a famous American actor. I, said, I mean, a bloke my age shouldn't even know who all these people are. <laughs> you know, the Jerry Lewis's and um, um, James Cagney's and the classic actors for, of the golden era. Like, really, I don't know where it's far. Um, Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin can be put... Yeah, I mean, you know, that, that comedy was their thing, slapstick comedy, though. She's ugly, but my grandparents watched all that. So, yeah, the, the you know, the, the Jimmy Stewart's and the, um, the John Wayne's and um, all those classic actors from that period. Um, yeah, yeah, I grew up watching that because I'd spent a lot of time with my grandparents and, you know, the Shirley Temples, the Three Stooges, all that stuff. Um, they were wholesome. <laughs> and, they were, and they were funny. And, and the kids today wouldn't find them funny, but, you know, that was... I was a kid. That was what my grandparents watched. Um, yeah, and then I think I spoke before about uh, comedy and the TV shows that I was watching as a kid that I possibly shouldn't have been watching. Um, British TV was high uh, on the agenda. It was, you know, like a real um, entertainment hub for me anyway, you know, growing up watching um, a lot of shows that today um, just... Um, you know, are not mentioned or that I looked back on with, uh, you know, raised eyebrows. But, uh, you know, everyone got along. We got along. You know, I like just people's attitudes. You know, like a, a book uh, that I read, Saunders, and he was the first uh, commissioned military officer in Australia of uh, Aboriginal blood and he fought World War II and Korea, I think he became a major, like a, a company commander. Anyway, uh, while life for him in, in Australia, or his wife in particular, while he was serving, what wasn't great, but the book, it was a good read. Um, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I'm getting away from that, but, like, um, getting away from the first aid stuff again. But, yeah, well, Harry Saunders, I think it was. He had a brother who fought in New Guinea, Gona, um, and the guy he fought alongside was a Victoria Cross winner. Um, I think from the 30th Battalion, it might have been. It was a um, 
a reserve unit or militia unit, I think that we were referred to back then. I might get a friend of mine on who was an ex, I think he might have been a 6RAR, a regular soldier, and I think now he works for, um, now he works for the another government agency or organisation. Um, Doing, um, looking after the the country or the state's worst criminals. So he'd have some stories to tell. Yeah, yeah. I haven't, I haven't messaged him. I'm, I'm sure he'd be happy to share something that he's allowed to. Possibly not in his current his current job. But he'd be an interesting guy to have along. I'll give you a message later. So anyway, here I am on my way to work. Welcome, um, you know, everyone around Australia, America. Uh, let's get some people on here from New Zealand. Yep. Uh, some of you Kiwis um, or Maoris or whoever. Just doesn't matter. Uh, just jump on. Um, Give us a listen. Uh, give me some ideas. Don't be shy. Like really, I really, if, if I was shy, I wouldn't step out, out of the house. Uh, and I think you just gotta put yourself out there if you want to achieve something. Yeah, like risk. You know, there's no achievement, um, you know, through by remaining in your comfort zone. And, and you're quite literally risking all sorts of things when you're talking about whatever and just like myself just you know I do have a lot of friends that are all, you know they, they wear their heart on their sleeves and sometimes when you know we speak out uh, about things that we're passionate about but we all get upset uh, you know by each other even or offended you know, and, and they don't talk to you, and, and you know, I've been a Virgo, some of those traits I'm, you know, satisfied to accept, even though I don't want to be categorised or um, pigeonholed as a, a certain uh, character or person, you know, of, of certain qualities and traits. But one of them, I do tend to overthink about things sometimes, and my wife will remind me, you know, don't overthink, she'll say, just, you know, it's okay. So, and she's right. And um, I think I missed, because um, I was, uh, I kind of slept in by half an hour. Well, I did, but I did. I've, I've um, and I switched this on, decided to make a podcast. Of, of um, missed uh, an opportunity to grab something to eat. I got coffee. I just made it home, but I wanted to um, just grab something quickly, like just a bacon and egg muffin or something. Just like, and I'm not even buying food from those places um, at the moment. Um, 
you know, I'm staying away from the KFCs and the McDonald's and those drive-through situations or um, opportunities that, that are just there. So, I think I uh, delivered a or published a podcast about the festival of gigs, and I really only touched the surface on that, on those. Um, I could make this podcast uh, a continuation on that, uh, having done um, four or five. I'm pretty sure it was five. I did four of. Um, even trucks are on the road here. I just went over that line that makes a bit of a noise that was designed to wake you up. That white line on the shoulder. There's a truck, a V double. Just, they're just, you know what? It's reckless. That's what it is. It's just, it's just not um, the way, you know, they're just flying out, going up. You know, anyway, just, I could, this interrupt my focus for the subject matter if I just commentate every bit of poor driving that I'm going to witness this morning but you get my point right everybody slow down look doesn't matter you're late your boss says something to you about it you know, wake up earlier, go to bed earlier, make an adjustment. So, the festivals. I mentioned the first one that I ever did, and I guess all of the experiences that I had, or that I've had, um, <clears throat> up to that point, were adequate enough for... Um, for myself to be involved in um, uh, providing that service there. Although I hadn't dealt uh, a lot, a great deal with uh, people that um, may or may not have <laughs> uh, been um, you know, taking excessive amounts of drugs or this idiot, another one in front of me, just a, you know, in a little Suzuki, um, one of those, uh, an older model Suzuki uh, full drive, and, and we're kind of going up the other side of the Mooney Bridge. So it's a bit of an incline and it kind of slows things down a little bit and everyone kind of wants to maintain their position. And then you've got um, little rats like this Suzuki and there's just a car space between myself and the car in front of me. And you've got this little rat um, slotting right in there just like to make, uh, you know, one car's difference in their 
uh, position. Oh, really? Yeah. Anyway, so uh, they're the ones that cause the accident. So if they're not having one themselves, if left one behind them in their wake, keep going. So yeah, the the first uh, one that we did was. yeah, I've dealt with people that have been inebriated before. That you know, I've had you know been intoxicated, um, and many different injuries. So I was confident. Um, so I just probably had to do a little bit of research on the drug taking and uh, the party party pill scene. Yeah, you see, they have issues with people that are just smoking a bit of weed. Like, really, you know, and some people can't mix things either. You know, alcohol, weed, whatever, the pills, other stuff. Um, and some people that are on the the party pills that aren't drinking alcohol anyway, uh, right? So that's the whole point of it, as you know. And you can just tell. So some of the things that, that we've seen, like, okay, I might, yeah, one, one time there was this couple and the police were actually, make, uh, you know, sending some people to us. They were there doing the job, right? So there's this young guy and this young girl and when I say young, I mean they're over 18. They're sitting. Um, I think one of them was sent to us. And <clears throat> and it was said, you know, if they were to leave, that we were to, you know, give the attention of the uh, authorities that were there doing their job. Um, so they had to sit there and they were both borderline, you know. They weren't experienced uh, party or festival goers that were doing what some do and not all again, all right? So I'm not, uh, and for other people out there that are, you know, staunch festival goers and all, oh, we. We go and we don't take pills and we don't do this. That's right. There is an element there. Absolutely. And I'm not going to go into percentages. I know. Based on the stats. You know. Oh, 20%. You know. Because, yeah, it's stats. Right? How accurate are they, really? You know. Whoever's delivering those. It's like asking, like, you know... Oh, here are the, um, the stats on how good uh, this sports drink is. And it was independently um, studied. Yeah, but who paid for it? The, the sports drink company paid an independent body to, to give a, uh, you know, a, a result that's going to be in their favour. So it's like s- some of the stats out there. Really, you know, right? 
get it. Some people will, others will just... It doesn't matter sometimes what you say or what fact is, right? According to I was there and that's what I seen, or this is how I felt based on what occurred, or, you know, whether I I took this and I felt like that, you know, stats, right? Not as accurate as you want them to be. Alright? Sometimes you have to just find out for yourself. So, yeah, I'm not stereotyping or categorising all festival goers as uh, people that, you know, overindulge or in alcohol or party drugs or people that overindulge at all. Now, I've met many people that, there that, you know, aren't, um, you know, overindulging or participating in certain aspects of the festival subculture, we'll call it, alright? So, yeah, and some of the experiences I've had there are great. And there's just people there that are just, yeah, everyone's there to have fun, but they're all doing it at different levels. They've all got different ideas and interpretations of what fun is and how that should be achieved. So, we've, I mean, I, I, I could get a couple of people on that have worked with me that could share some of their experiences uh, so for me, I'm looking at it from like the boss, you know, perspective really. Like the guy that was providing the service and um, recruiting the people to be, to support me or assist me in that. And they're good people, the people that I have. Um, and, you know, yeah, we were understaffed. Uh, but that's the festival organisers not wanting to pay, right? That's it, and and they're they all sound like they're copping. They're, and that's not all festival. I can't. I'm not speaking for all the festivals that go on out there, and or all of the organisers, event organisers, organisers and managers. Yeah, I'm not even speaking properly about that straight. So, um, I. Uh, yeah, I, I, that's not what's going on here. But I'm sure I'm going to get some backlash because I'm, I'm sharing, you know. Or, but, I mean, yeah, what? It's, yeah, it is what it is. You know, everybody knows it. You know, parents should, should be the ones concerned. You know, I've had parents turn up to the first aid area and looking for their kids because they'd received a phone call. You know, and I remember one time a mother turned up and she came to us and she was trying to describe her daughter. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm, you know, trying to help her. We've seen so many people and it was late. I think it was just after dark. So a large part of the day had already 
passed us by. And um, it turned out, uh, uh, we worked it out, but it turned out that her daughter was pregnant. She didn't even know. Because I'm trying to describe, uh, you know, this female to this concerned parent who'd come to collect her child. And we see all sorts of stuff, especially if they've been on the party drugs. They're saying all sorts of things. You know, say, so, and I'm not mentioning names or locations or dates or times. So I think I'm quite safe, but this one particular female, and she was with one or two friends that were concerned for her. And um, I'm not sure if she was um, taking, you know, anything, right? Um, but if she was, and she knew she was pregnant, well, that's not a good idea, right? So anyway, <laughs> my mother's come to collect her, and she's trying to describe her to me, and, and I'm like, okay. Um, these are the females that I've seen in this time period. And I'm describing one, and then I mention, um, was she pregnant? And the woman's looking at me and she's like, oh, no. And I'm, but the, the female that I've just described to her has revealed to me that she's pregnant. But I'm talking to a mother, right? I'm not a doctor, a GP, um, so the whole confidentiality thing, I don't know. You know, but I'm talking to this girl's mother and we've just described a person like we've just um it's yeah we've just worked out that we're talking about the same person so just to make sure you know same hair colour same body composition clothing gee yeah geez there's a lot of uh, blue doubles on the road this morning just passed about four five and then a couple of semis and they're all in that the middle lane out of the three. Wow. That slowed things up a little bit. You watch the maniacs once it, they all get past the ones that want to do 200 kilometres an hour. So we're um yeah and she's like oh well I don't know if that's my daughter because my daughter's not pregnant. I'm like, well, it may not be your daughter, but it was. And, um, you know, I, I think her friends may have taken her um, before mum got me the collector. So I don't even know how that turned out, but this is the sort of stuff that goes on. You know, and then another time, I remember um, a guy brought his girlfriend up with a, an injured wrist, and she'd done this dancing, right? 
and you know this was late again and uh they'd been had a big day and he was really like super aggressive um you know about what uh, you know when he was um instructing us about what he wanted for his girlfriend I want a doctor I want a paramedic and it's right like yeah I want somebody that knows what they're doing uh, and all that and I was so the biggest part of my job was micromanaging him because like the girlfriend was fine he, he was just being really sort of like you know concerned concerned boyfriend, right? Nothing wrong with that. Showing his love and his care for for his partner. Okay, nothing wrong with that. Um, but it was it was a little getting a little bit like it was getting more intense the longer that he was there. Um, so yeah, I, I sort of um, I did get control of the situation and got him to settle eventually. Um, yeah, I just explained it because he was making his girlfriend more upset because she didn't want that. She didn't want, um, yeah, she, she didn't want to be listening to that because uh, I wasn't making a situation. Uh, favourable for her because emotionally she was attached to you know what was being said and and, and even though he was concerned about her injury uh, and wanting to get the best possible care and result for her he wasn't considering her, her emotional state and um, and she said she wasn't really in that much pain. So I presented the options to him and there was no significant swelling. Um, she she had movement. There were other friend, friends there actually. So they turned up at some stage, they came and they went. <clears throat> and, uh, and then they came back and um, so we just said, look, look, we can call an ambulance if you like. Um, you know, or uh, a taxi, and you can get in a taxi and go, you know, to where you uh, would like to be. And um, because that was what I would have preferred. Okay, and you can only do what people are allowing you to do, and they, and you know, if they take your advice or not, then that's up to them. So anyway, they ended up staying. They weren't gonna go. So all this, um, you know, carrying on and whatnot resulted in them just going back to the dance scene. They're going to get, you know, so I, um, you know, tried to sort it for her as best as possible because that's all they wanted in the end. No, we don't want to go. No, we'll just... So, you know, like, they weren't going to get anything different. There wasn't going to be a different result 
um, unless they went to the hospital. All right, so there's nothing there, even if there was a doctor or a paramedic there, that they would have been able to do any differently to us. Um, so, yeah, I think they got it in the end, but um, yeah, the, the female, she was uh, a tough one. They just, you know, I sorted it out as best I could for her. And I think me or one of mine, the people that were working with me, and they, she went back out there. So that was, um, yeah, like, and when we talk about how the first responders, you know, often, you know, the people that arrive first, you know, you see, um, or you get, you have to deal with, uh, you know, elevated, triggered people, you know, that are, um, in a state of shock and or dealing with whatever is in their system which is often the case uh, it's quite messy and then they, they get abused and attacked and threatened so the same thing happens to us even in sport even doing a junior rugby league uh, gig you know, I've been abused, threatened, um, and you know whether you've been paid or you're doing it voluntarily, it doesn't excuse the behaviour of the people. And when I'm talking about getting abused in a, in a sporting environment, it's often not the the person. Usually, like um, a parent, an onlooker, a relative, a friend, a coach, a manager, um, another player. Really, all those people before the player. I've only ever been abused by a player, and I can remember, you know, once or twice, like no more than two, two or three times. Really, and that was. You know, they were um, suffering. <laughs> you know, and, and once, you know, you got control of them and got them to focus on their emotions and their breathing and, you know, things improve. But the biggest part of, um, in a sporting situation, uh, was micromanaging other people around characters, personalities on the scene. So, I guess the same couldn't be said for the first responders like the paramedics and the fireys. Those people that get to the scene of a nasty accident or situation first, often, you know, I mean, yeah, they, the people there that have been involved in um, the incident, uh, um, dealing with similar issues that cause them to be heightened, you know, elevated, triggered, whatever. 
So they're often you know, not helping the situation either. Um, when those incredible people that serve the community, you know, trying to um, preserve life and and they're just trying to sort a situation. So, you know, they're getting abused by the person that is injured. But, you know, it's not good. And it is part of their, it is a part of their job um, that uh, they are totally aware of. It doesn't make it right. But it's a part of the job that they're going to deal with, because like you know, it's well documented. Um, you know, the people um, are, you know have been overindulged in in you know drugs and alcohol, and then you know you'll add the, the adrenaline and shock and all that. Uh, it's just not, not pretty. So, yeah, they, uh, uh, yeah, it's like a, a soldier being shot at. That's part of their job. And, you know, we, we, we kind of sometimes uh, lose, um, you know, sight of, of, you know, the things that have, have been dealt with the issues, you know, within the situation that are um, a part of it, you know, what's going on. It's like fire is d- dealing with fire and smoke. You know, like it's there. And injuries. And you know, many other dangers. Um, and uh, some of that stuff you can't train for or prepare yourself for, but um, you can do the best you can. I'm going to get the middle lane. Um, so yeah, I've just uh, made it to uh, Sydney, the top end, onto that Pennant Hills Road, which is um, not real busy at the moment, but it will be soon. Um, when we get down into where all the car yards and that are, and Pennant Hills uh, Tavern or Hotel or whatever it is. So, yeah, festival fun. What about the fun side of it, the funny stuff that you might see? Um, and, and, and again, uh, I guess you would, you might not call it funny. Um, some people might not refer to it as funny, but some of it is um, quite uh, amusing because... Um, there's uh, people who are absolutely um, just cool, is if it's a term that I could use, or a phrase. Well, they're just relaxed and they're just like a little bit kooky and, you know, just, uh, they just they're loose. And they're, they're not, there's not an aggressive bone in their body, but they're just all, they're just all over the place and they're hopeless. I remember one person being sent to us. Um, I think a friend might have brought her along, and she was like, "Really? 
um, you know, not with it. So we just kept her and monitored her. This was late. This was bedtime. Um, so um, one of my assistants that was working alongside me, a bloke um, who I'll call in too soon for a, a bit of, um, to share some of his experiences, a champion um, fella. Uh, he worked with me quite a bit and um, he, yeah, I, and we often, you know, we, we were doing the 24-hour thing on some occasions and we do buddy, so like just how it was in the military, one of us would rest while the other one stood too and kept an eye on things. But <laughs> this night, with this particular um, festival reveler, um, we both stood to and um, kept an eye on her. And those are the, the, the times when you really feel good about what you're doing. And they're often unmentioned, you know, like it's a thankless job. Like, I, I mean, you get people that, you know, might get in touch with you, you know, the next day or a few days later or whatever and thank you. I've had emails from people, like, um, thanking me for, you know, oh, I'd like to buy your beer next time we see you, you know, that, that sort of thing. Which is really nice. It's nice to know that everything turned out okay. So, and often you just don't, you don't hear from them again. You never see them again, regardless of whether it's um, sport or what it what it is. But yeah, this particular situation, um, we kept it on her until the day when she came to, and she was just a bit intoxicated. Like it wasn't dangerous, but we we monitored her because if it, she did deteriorate, then you know we're, we're getting her out of there. Because that's our job, right? Um, but you don't call an ambulance for every single situation. Otherwise, you know, you yeah, you just you gotta assess it, right? So anyway, <laughs> she was okay. And when she woke up in the morning she had no clue. And um, but was very thankful and um, yeah, that was one that myself and my mate um, Ricky we um, we we um, put on the radio on the background now excuse me you can probably hear it because of so yeah we, we reflected on that after and possibly for you know a little a, a few days uh, you know when we were kind of still um Reflecting and uh, you know on on the experience, the whole experience that was um, really uh, a special one. That one, and we dealt with others. Like there was <laughs> that, yeah. And the, I'm going to wrap this up soon. But there was one uh, that um, was quite um, 
difficult. Um, it was really um, being a little bit aggressive, had been drinking. What, what I'm not sure about if there were any drugs in her system, but it, it was obvious that she was intoxicated and overindulged. And um, she was sent to us by the police. So, and they, they said, like, she's got to stay here if she moves, and you know, we're going to arrest her or whatever. But I, I won't go into uh, what was really said uh, because, of, you know, the police are there trying to do a job, and you can imagine, like, really, police at a festival. And I've been there as a as a reveler myself, um, and I've witnessed things as a spectator, right? That have involved police and first aid people. So I've seen the other side of it, as I've mentioned, you know, been involved in sport, I've been there as a parent, as, a, as just a, a spectator, not even a parent of anyone, or just there as a spectator. I've been there as a manager, an assistant coach, a coach, you know, a sports therapist, like injury management staff. Um, you know, I've played many different roles over the years. So, and I have tried to always look at it from those eyes on that mindset. Not always as, oh, I'm a first aid person. You know, this should be happening and that. I've always tried to just look at it from the eyes that, and the mindset that, um, you know, operating at the time, the hat that I'm wearing, the role that I'm playing. So, <clears throat> which, when I've been dealing with other people on the ground that are there as a parent, but they're actually an ER nurse or a paramedic, uh, you know, or um, they, they're a coach of another team or whatever but they do wear other hats as well as many people do well I've been abused by those people instead of like offering some uh, assistance or um, or you know of whatever that might be and there's rules of you know engagement and, you know they're not supposed to be in a certain area but often you've got a concerned parent or um, really uh, it has to be a parent I mean I've been in situations where there's been a doctor and they've come out and and like it's okay they're a doctor right thanks and they haven't wanted to take over the situation but they might have known the the person that we're dealing with um, and or um, they're Um, you know they, they're there and involved with the team because they've got a, a son or a daughter um, participating so I've been in those situations too but even at the um, at the music festival one time we'd sorted somebody out who um, had a a head cut I can't remember how they achieved that might have been in the mosh pit or something like that. And, um, yeah, there's things happening there. And we'd sorted them out. Like, 
and said to them, yeah, come back in the morning and we'll take another look and change the dressing or something if we need to, which uh, if uh, that situation uh, demands that, you know, that's what we do. If they're hanging around, if they're camping or whatever. So they've come back in the morning, but they've come back with a friend that was a doctor. That was a party reveler. That was there as a festival uh, punter, uh, you know. Um, and it was great, and they were good. <laughs> but they, you know, oh, I'm a doctor, you know. I'm like, okay. Uh, and they, they um, I didn't say, oh, where's your credentials? I was just like, just checking out, um, you know. And they were asking for certain um, resources to do a certain procedure on the the patient will call them so and I had these things and um, so I assisted them and they were it turned out that they were um, a practicing uh, GP so that was quite uh, amusing but nice they came to our post uh, with their uh, friend, um, so obviously they weren't. Well, that doctor may not have been in any condition that night when it occurred. For yeah, so I guess that's why we didn't see them then. But in the morning, yeah, so that was um, nice to. Um, uh, yeah, it was a good experience. And I, I wasn't alone. I think maybe my mate Ricky may have been there. Um, so we... Uh, uh, yeah, we just assisted and it was, was good. So, yeah, there's all sorts of different things that uh, we've experienced um, with, you know, in a festival situation. I mean, I've done colour fun runs on um, you know that, that started like 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning and <clears throat> and um, the worst thing I've seen um, was you know a blister or something or somebody getting their finger caught in a toilet door uh, but we're there because they have to provide that um, resource so um that service where we I think I seen a lady who was just walking not even involved in the fun run who she was just having a morning walk she lived nearby and um, she was elderly um, and she wasn't really wearing appropriate footwear either so she um, passed out fell over and that, so yeah, that wasn't good, um, so, yeah, uh, that's, you know, sorted her out, she had a bit of a blood nose and whatnot, let's say that she may have been a little bit under the weather, just say, like, she might have been walking home, because she looked a bit, uh, overdressed for a morning walk, she might have just been coming home from a situation. Alright, I'm going to wrap this up for now because I've got to get into where it's 
going to be a little bit more hectic. So we'll chat again soon. And uh, thanks for listening. I'm, I'm, I'll continue those because there's so many stories to share. Some of you might find it interesting and some of you might just go, he's oh, not really getting into the nitty gritty. Well, I am, but I have to be careful. All right, so I'm probably already stepped over a few boundaries, but that's me. Great, thanks. See ya. Have a good day. All right, I'm going to um, add to my most recent episode uh, with the subject or the topic being um, about the festival gigs and providing that uh, service to um, that event. Um, I've finished my uh, first job for the morning now, so, and even when I was recording, I was just on my way. I didn't have a client in the car, so I'm not, um, you know, doing the wrong thing. But, so, yeah, because I, I, I actually listened to that the previous recording that I had published on the way back from Sydney to the coast. So, and I digressed a little bit on a, a few uh, points that I didn't get back to. And it was about like um, welcoming everyone and, you know, different cultures and, uh, you know, how it would be good to get other um, other nations, countries, cultures, and that uh, on as listeners, and um, I mentioned uh, Saunders, Harry, I think, but it was Reg. Reg was the one. Pretty sure on that. If if I'm wrong, somebody might remind me um, on the way. So uh, yeah, Reggie, Reg Saunders was the the guy, and talking about attitudes though. So, and, and it's in the book that was written, um, published um, quite a long time ago. And Reg said that his attitude, when people were um, racially vilifying him, that he just, it just went over the top of his head. And the only time he ever got into an altercation with somebody um, was when he was um, just standing up for himself or defending himself, not... Um, when somebody was racially vilifying him. That was uh, the majority of what um, was, uh, you know, talked about when that was being referred to in the book. Um, so, yeah, his attitude, and because, you know, there's, uh, we can all be offended about whatever, you know, it happens a lot, you know. I'm talking about um, friends that are... Um, uh, you know, how we all offend each other, like I'm, I'm taking the piss out of people. My team gave their team a touch-up the other week, you know, um, uh, and, you know, they got upset, mate. And, and you know, um, which, you know, happens, but we're all adults, you know, like just because we don't have the same opinion or one's ripping on another one. And they've all been guilty of ripping on others, and whether that was in relation to a, a team competing against theirs that I might support, or whether they're ripping on you about something else. But they're quick to forget, aren't they? <laughs> that, that they've, um, you know, and that's the 
uh, the nature of the, the character that I'm attracted to those people you know, because we all often have a laugh and even having a laugh at ourselves um, you know and, uh, and so, I mean you know and some of our um, buckets of um, passion uh, overflow um, when it comes to especially when it comes to a political or religious or sporting um, view so yeah some of those attitudes overflow so I've pulled up at a, a location where um, I might frequent and I intend to, um, I'm just going to sit here and do this recording and, um, I'm going to sit out there and just chill out, um, and, um, yeah, just sit out there in, in peace. <laughs> well, you know, cause I, I've still got an hour and a half before I have to be at the job that I need to be at. So I'll just sit out here and um, go, go over those points that I missed before. So Reggie was one. And then when I was talking about some of the people that we've dealt with, is a bird singing? Some of the people that we've dealt with um, on the uh, festival scene that were clients or patients, whatever you want to call them. Um, I mentioned um, uh, one uh, yeah, the um, a, a female that uh, Ricky and I monitored through, oh, I don't know, from early AM hours. It might have been, you know, midnight, one, two o'clock in the morning, something like that, until, um, you know, she woke uh, at six or seven or something in the morning. And, and, and you know, that during that uh, course of that event, with her, um, you know, um, we obviously, uh, um, you know, we're providing a service and keeping somebody safe, but also uh, keeping our integrity intact because they kind of do things that, um, you know, intoxicated people do. Um, throwing themselves at you is a big one. Um, you know, and it goes on. And you don't want to uh, defame anybody or uh, make anybody uh, feel, uh, you know, bad about... So you kind of don't mention those things to them after. Um, you know, you're making them feel good and um, giving them a bit of reassurance uh, and, uh, you know, um, encouraging them to uh, take care of their recovery. Um you know, after their time with us. So, yeah, that one turned out all right. And the same with the, the female that was sent to us by the police in the area, the first aid area. Um, she uh, was really out of control. And um, they said that she has to stay with us, you know, for at least an hour and a half. If she leaves before that, then they were going to arrest her. Well, she got really aggressive and it was um, directed towards myself because I was staying in the tent area and the other people that were assisting or working alongside me, well, I had a couple roaming the um, the festival and we're all wired up. We had, what, two ways. So uh, if there was a situation, we were all able to communicate and we also had, um, you know, we were able to communicate with security and uh, certain event organisers that 
we all had their channel um, on these handsets. So that was all good. But, yeah, she got uh, quite aggressive. And um, let's just say, um, yes, it, towards me or myself. And I, I tried to, um, you know, deal with the situation the best, in the best possible way. Uh, but really, th th my role or our role really isn't to deal with that type of behaviour. Um, so I had to re refer on to the authorities. And according to one of my assistants, which whom I trust, I, I couldn't have people there that I, I can't trust, um, he indicated to me that they'd just put her outside, outside the grounds. Um, and, you know, which wasn't really ideal. Um, she, I'm sure she was there with people and she was camping. I don't even know how we found that out. But Ricky um, sorted it. So I, I was quite, we were quite literally one man down or one person down in the event um, because Ricky, I told him, I said, look, just care for her if she's a camper, get her back to the campsite and find a place if possible and just stay there because leaving her there unattended wasn't ideal because anyone could take advantage. So he did that and he did it well and he ended up finding her people and they came and collected her and cared for her and that was a great result. Um, and there were little issues in and around how that happened but... Uh, yeah, that was, you know, what we did. We went next level. Um, so when I was um, writing a report and recording things and documenting things um, so that we could make improvements for the next one, when I was asked to quote for the next one, I made a point about having, like, adding, because I always wanted to add an extra one or two people because we were literally... You know, that extra one or two people on hand on the staff would make a world of difference. You know, if there was a surge or if there was a situation where, you know, one of our people went down and we were short. So you've always got to allow for the what ifs and maybes, right? So I've requested that I add an extra one or two people so I can have somebody floating in between the festival and the camp, right? And there were pass-outs only, I think, for people going to the camp under certain circumstances. Otherwise, once you're in there, that was in there. If you left, you were leaving. But I think they made some uh, allowances for the camp dwellers because they'd paid extra and stuff like that. But I just think that they didn't want people going back to the camp and maybe if they had um, the opportunity back there to, you know, do other things that weren't, uh, considered appropriate uh, yeah so you know anyway so that turned out right um, and what was the other one that I wanted to mention so it was yeah that, that those three I think the Reggie Saunders thing um, the the festival reveler that Ricky and I monitored all night that was an interesting 
there were some interesting moments during the course of that shift. And then the female that, um, oh yeah, the two that were sent was the two young ones and they didn't even know each other. And so they sat there on chairs and not, they were clearly uh, on something other than alcohol. And they were very quiet for a long time. Not very many words were said, mentioned, but they were eyeing each other off. As time went, they started like, yeah, nodding at each other and then they started talking. And by the time they were allowed to leave, by the time we thought they were okay, um, they kind of left together. <laughs> so they struck up a, a friendship, this male and female, and they were around the same age. And it was just um, a bit humorous watching that um, transpire, watching that ha happen, you know, while they were there. Um, yeah, that was funny. Uh, that, that, that coming there as individuals, dealing with a similar issue and um, the reaction, you know, as they were, you could say, coming down, coming back to reality. And, yeah, then they weren't very many words said. And then by the time we'd released them, when they were clearly uh, out of any danger, um, they, they kind of left together. They'd struck up like a little relationship while they were, Sitting there, it was just weird watching it all take place. So, the the, the funny moments that you that occur that you experience um, on these jobs are quite um, remarkable. Some of them, you know, it's not all um, stress and um, stress related, you know, and triggered people and um, you know things like that. But oh yeah, that was um, that was. That was brilliant. So, and I'm pretty sure all of that took place on the same, uh, at, at the one event, not um, multiple events that uh, we're um, experiencing. And I'm just going to leave the car now. And, um, yeah, so, I'm going to sit down out here. So, that was interesting. Um, oh, here we are. Outside on the lake. And um, might have to turn the volume down a little bit because people can, they will be able to hear me. Um, the conversation, but most of the people are just passing by on the on their push bike or on foot um, on the, the walkway, cycleway. Yeah, so a uh, beautiful day today by the lake. But yeah, rum. So uh, still on the festival side of things. So those colour runs that um, we've done a few. And I do them with another um, associate that assists me uh, and has done on several. Um, and we enjoy those. They're like a Sunday morning thing. So it's a little two and a half hour gig. And um, yeah, we've uh, quite uh, enjoyable. I'm up for anything, really. I mean, maybe even after. 
I've, I've shared some of this stuff that people will be like, oh, well, you know, we're not going to employ him because he talks out of school. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I, I am, yeah, but I'm not mentioning um, names of uh, people that uh, we've dealt with. I uh, may be mentioning people who um, I'm uh, are working with and if they want, would like to... Um, uh, come and uh, offer their experiences, share their experiences, and great. So, um, yeah, um, a lot of fun has been had at these. And while they can be a bit daunting, and, um, you know, you your experience kicks in, and often there's situations where um, you have to do things... Um, a little differently to suit the the situation, you know, or the moment, and some people um, will um, judge you on that, uh, you know, and uh, but you know you you're living in the moment quite literally, so you just got to do things the the way they need to be done, and even when you're doing your accreditation every three years for your senior first aid or um, and your CPR yearly um, the facilitator the trainer and assessor the teacher in inverted commas will share um, other will share experiences that were dealt with uh, moment situations you know, not accord, not 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 in 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 accordance or in line with um, protocol, because that's just how it is. Sometimes you just have to do what you got to do to um, avoid a situation or to get a desirable result uh, in preserving a life or helping somebody with their recovery. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, as long as you're not being negligent, uh, deliberately, um, or d doing anything outside your skill set. Because I've been on jobs where ambos have turned up uh, because we've called them. And I've, I've, I've observed closely what they're doing because they're the ultimate professionals. And, you know, I've seen them some of them and heard some of them mention how they're not going to perform a certain thing because it was outside their skill set. I remember one job I was on, somebody had a quite quite a bad dislocation of a joint, um, uh, a knee or a shoulder, and he said he wasn't going to touch it because it was outside of his skill set. And again, there's dangers there also. You know, um, uh, you can cause... Uh, uh, bigger issues, problems by uh, messing around with that. So, you know, um, to observe a, a paramedic um, in their, um, you know, while they're performing their their duties, uh, you know, is a real, um, uh, you know, insight and a, and, and um, a, a privilege to be able to witness that 
uh, on the job. Also, um, I've been at other jobs where I've seen dislocations that weren't quite so bad, but still a dislocation on uh, other uh, parts of the anatomy that I'm not going to touch because I don't uh, want to be, um, you know, held accountable for a negligent practice that's outside of my skill set. But I've seen uh, an onlooker, somebody who may possibly be uh, qualified, but then they've left and I've just advised, referred them because that's what we can do, you know, is we assess and stabilise and refer. Um, they um, left and then once they leave, you know, especially if they're a minor and they're with their parent, it's up to them, it's on them. Um, but I mean, if it's anything like a head injury, anything from the shoulders up, neck, head, uh, anything that's, um, you know, worth riding up, um, I think this might have been dislocated finger um, and I just wasn't going to touch it and I just said, look, you need to go to the hospital and get that sorted out now and uh, wrote it up, but they uh, they just went off and, um, which I found out later, they went off and sent somebody that was a, a spectator there that was uh, friendly with uh, their team. I'm not sure if they had a child participating but they, apparently allegedly they sorted it out there on the spot which oh which uh or not that comfortable with but you know the things out of your control so you know you see all sorts of stuff some uh, people's intentions are good but it's not appropriate right so um the the first aid situation, whatever, whether we're providing first aid at a, a fun run or at a festival or at a, with a sporting team, an individual or a club or an association or an organisation, things can get be pretty messy. And, um, you know, um, like I said before, I've done stuff, local park football sport uh, individuals that have... Uh, been uh, competing on the state, national and international stage. Um, I've worked with uh, state sides, regional, um, national uh, sides that are competing on the international stage. And um, I've worked with organisations that have done team building stuff with a, like, uh, uh, you know, um, go to a, a location uh, where they, they they spend the weekend, and we, uh, you know, um, uh, I was part of uh, as a student um, being involved in facilitating those uh, events, those games that they uh, participated in, two hundred and fifty people. And um, I've also been there as a, um, and that was like part of our experiences um, on the ground as students in a practical situation. And I've um, been there also as a, working as staff and been in charge of the um, first aid situation. Um, yeah, so I, um, 
might not mention that organisation, but that was big. Uh, they were a big deal, and um, yeah, that was awesome. I did that a couple of times. I even went to their uh, their office in the city in a, a multi-storey building um, for a, a meeting before the event took place with um, their people uh, in a fancy staff room office with people serving us tea and coffee and little sandwiches and that and I had to get all dressed up and it was um uh, interesting experience so I've seen all sorts of things uh, from uh, many different um, sides and yeah I, I could um could focus my attention on uh, doing more of that work um, and who knows, I quite possibly uh, could launch myself into that but I've been, the last four or five years, been busy doing um, other things, uh, having other experiences and living a little bit more uh, you know, instead of just, uh, you know, being, um, you know, isolate myself in the one area. So that's, um, yeah, because I, I, I did quite a lot of that, just uh, that was pretty much all I did was the first aid stuff non-stop you know and uh but now i'm just having other experiences as well so yeah that was great i just wanted to go back over that previous episode and uh, clear or add to a couple of uh areas where i digressed and missed um a couple of uh important important uh moments um and, and I guess that'll do for now. This is almost, uh, what, the 26 minutes, so uh, add a half an hour um, brief, um, you know, recoup on the previous episode. Um, I may record something else because I have another um, a good hour before I need to be at my next job so I might knock out another half hour one because I've got a lot of other things going on through my head that um, ideas um, that I could just record and go back over again later and take out some valid points or foundations for another uh, episode on another uh, topic um, subject so yeah and so thanks for taking the time out uh, to listen today and um, I look forward to uh, uh, getting those interesting people on board, which I'm going to message a few of them again today because if you want anything to achieve anything in this world, sometimes you have to really annoy people, really legit. That's, what, that's, that's business. Um, and, yeah, so to get a result, um, not to the point where you become, uh, you know, stalking or or uh, disrespectful but yeah 
um, and, and, and other people are busy too, so yeah, doing other things. And, and, uh, and while they indicated initially that they were keen, uh, sometimes uh, things get overlooked or missed because they've uh, just got caught up in what they were doing. So um, it's all good. Um, and I expect people to uh, let me know if I'm stepping over the, the boundaries with them. Uh, yeah, I think uh, you know, people that I'm talking about are balanced enough to um, understand that. Uh, so yeah, full respect to them. So yeah, thanks for listening and um, we'll uh, talk again soon. Enjoy your week.